Chapter Twelve of the Sikh Religion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Omar Dutri. The Sikh Religion: Its Gurus, Sacred Writings, and Authors, by Max Arthur McAuliffe, Volume One, Chapter Twelve. Meanwhile, the Guru made a journey to the south of India. He wore wooden sandals, took a stick in his hand, twisted a rope round his head as a turban, and on his forehead put a patch and a streak. On that occasion, he was accompanied by Saito and Geo of the Jat tribe. He proceeded to the Dravarian country, now named Madras. His companions, seeing his morning ablutions, thought that he worshipped the river god Khwaja Khizir and derived his power from him. They determined to worship the same god and advance themselves, if possible, to a higher spiritual eminence than the Guru had attained. While travelling one night for the purpose of their worship, they met a man carrying a fish in his hand. After mutual interrogations, he said that he was the river god taking an offering to the Guru and that it was from the Guru he had obtained his power, and not the Guru from him. He added, I am water, he is air, a superior element. I am often contained in him. Saido and Kedu then went and prostrated themselves before the Guru. He asked them why they had come to him at that hour. They used formerly only to come after sunrise. They then confessed to him the whole story of their attempted worship of Khwaja Khizir and begged his forgiveness. The Guru composed the following on that occasion. He who bathed in the immortal water of divine knowledge taketh with him the sixty-eight places of pilgrimage. The Guru's instruction is jewels and gems. By serving him, his disciples find them. There is no place of pilgrimage equal to the Guru. The tank of consolation is contained in that Guru. The Guru is a river whence pure water is ever obtained, and by which the filth of evil inclinations is washed away. He who findeth the true Guru hath obtained perfect bathing, which maketh him a god of a beast or a ghost. He who is imbued with the true name obtained it. That Guru is called Sandal. Fixed an attention on his feet by whose order visitables are perfumed. Through the Guru man obtained real life, and through the Guru man departed to God's home. Nanak, through the Guru man is observed in the True One. Through the Guru man obtained the special dignity of deliverance. On the same occasion, the Guru composed the following. They who forget the name go astray in worldly love and superstition. They let go the stem and cling to the branches. What shall they obtain? Ashes. How can man be saved without the name? If anyone know, let him tell it. If man be holy, he shall be saved. The perverse shall lose their honour. Perfect is the wisdom of those who serve the one God. Servants of God, take shelter in Him who was in the beginning in every age and who is the Bride One. 
my Lord is one, there is none other, my brethren. By the favour of the True One, happiness is obtained. Without the Guru, no one hath obtained God, however much the matter may be debated. He himself showed the way, and fixed true devotion in the heart. Even though thou advise the perverse man, he will still go to the wilderness. But without God's name, he shall not be saved, he shall die and go to hell. He who repeateth not God's name shall wander in birth and death. God's word cannot be known without serving the true Guru. Whatever service God causeth man to do, that will be done. It is God Himself who acteth, whom besides shall I mention. God beholdeth His own greatness. He whom God inspireth serveth the Guru. Nanak, they who give their lives shall be saved, and shall obtain honour in God's court. The Guru arrived at the Saravagi or Jain temple, which was much frequented. Narvi, the Jain priest, went with his disciple to visit him. The Jain Chattach an exaggerated value to life in every form. The Jain priest heard that the Guru had not the same tender scruples on the subject, and began to catechize him. Eatest thou old or new corn? That is, dost thou eat corn with worms in it or not? Trickest thou cold water? Shakest thou the trees of the forest to eat their fruit? Who is thy Guru? And what power had he to pardon these sins? Thou violatest all rules and destroyest life. The Guru in reply uttered the following party. When the true Guru is merciful, faith is perfected. When the true Guru is merciful, man shall never grieve. When the true Guru is merciful, man shall know no sorrow. When the true Guru is merciful, man shall enjoy divine pleasure. When the true Guru is merciful, what fear hath man of death? When the true Guru is merciful, he ever bestoweth happiness. When the true Guru is merciful, man obtaineth the nine treasures. When the true Guru is merciful, man is absorbed in the true one. After this, the Guru launched out into a satire on the Jains. They have their hair plucked out, they drink dirty water, they beg and eat others' leavings. They spread out their ordeal, they inhale its smell, they are shy to look at water. They have their heads plucked like sheep, the pluckers' hands are smeared with ashes. They spoil the occupations of their parents, their families weep and wail for them. They give not their deceased relations lamps or perform their last rites, and place anywhere barley rolls and leaves for them. The sixty-eight places of pilgrimage grant them no access. The Brahmins will not eat their food. They are ever filthy day and night. They have no sacrificial marks on their foreheads. They ever sit close as if they weigh at a wake, and they enter no assembly. They hold cups in their hands. They have brooms by their sides. They walk in single file. They are not jogis or jangams or kajis or mullahs. God hath ruined them. They go about despised. Their wards are like curses. God killeth and restoreth animals to life. None else may preserve them. The jades make not gifts or perform ablutions. Dust lighted on their plucked heads. From water, 
James arose, when Meru was made the joining staff. The gods appointed the sixty-eight places of pilgrimages, and holy days were fixed accordingly by their orders. After ablution, the Mohammedans pray. After ablution, the Hindus worship. The wise ever bade. The dead and the living are purified when water is poured on their heads. Nanak, they who pluck their heads are devils. These things please them not. When it raineth, there is happiness. Animals then perform their functions. When it raineth, there is corn, sugar cane, and cotton, the clothing of all. When it raineth, kine ever graze, and women charm their milk. By the eels of the clarified butter, thus obtained, bond offerings and sacred feasts are celebrated, and worship is ever adorned. All the Sikhs are rivers, the Guru is the ocean, by bathing in which greatness is obtained. If the plucked heads bathe not, then a hundred handfuls of dust be on their skulls. The giant priest asked the Guru why he travelled in the rainy season, when insects are abroad and there is danger of killing them underfoot. The Guru replied as follows, Nanak, if it rain in Savan, four species of animals have pleasure, serpents, deer, fish, and sensualists who have women in their homes. Nanak, if it rain in Savan, there are four species of animals which feel discomfort, cows, cubs, the poor, travellers, and servants. The giant priest went and fell at his feet, and became a convert to his fate. On that occasion, the Guru completed his hymns in the Majki War, and Saidu and Keho wrote them down from his dictation. It is said that the Guru then went to an island in the ocean, governed by an inhuman tyrant. The name of the island has not been preserved. Besides Saido and Keho, a Trajat called Siho accompanied him thither. On seeing them, the tyrant resolved to put them to death for trespassing on his domain. He seized the Guru as the first victim of his rage. The Guru fell into a trance and sang the following. He to whom the Lord is compassionate and merciful will do the Master's work. That worshipper whom God causeth to abide by his order will worship him. By obeying his order man is acceptable and shall then reach his Master's court. He shall act as pleaseth his master, and obtain the fruit his heart desired. And he shall be clothed with a robe of honour in God's court. It is said that on hearing this hymn, the tyrant desisted from his intention, and prostrated himself before the Guru. Saido gave him water to drink in which the Guru had washed his feet, and thus made him a sick, and ensured him deliverance. The Guru on that occasion met a successor of Pir Mahdum Bahauldin Qureshi, who had an extravagant idea of his own spiritual and temporal importance. On being assured of the man's hypocrisy, the Guru uttered the following The heart which relinquished God's praises and magnification and attached itself to a skeleton receiveth a hundred reproaches by day and thousand by night. The Pir then fell at his feet, invited the Guru to abide with him, and desist from his wanderings, upon which the Guru uttered the following reflection and instruction. Rest, sit at home, there is trouble in ever travelling, 
a place of rest is recognized when man dwells there permanently. What manner of resting place is the world? Tie up the practice of sincerity as thy travelling expenses, and remain attached to the name. Jogis sit down in devotional postures, mullahs dwell at places of rest, pundits read books, sit seat in the palaces of the gods. Demigods, seeds, heavenly musicians, munis, saints, sages, peers, and commanders have gone stage by stage, and others too are departing. Emperors, kings, princes, nobles have marched away. Man must depart in a gurry or two. O oh, my heart, understand that thou too must go. This is told in hymns, yet few are they who understand it. Nanak humbly asserted. God is contained in sea and land, in the upper and lower regions. He is unseen, inscrutable, omnipotent, the kind Creator. The merciful alone is permanent, the whole world beside is transitory. Call him permanent, on whose head no destiny is recorded. The heavens and the art shall pass away. He, the God alone, is permanent. By day the sun travelleth, by night the moon. Hundreds of thousands of stars pass away. The one God alone is our resting place, Nanak said verily. Upon this, the Peer was convinced that the Guru was an exalted spiritual leader. End of chapter 12